0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Little closer than some may have expected, but a strong opening to the second half made the difference. All that and more, including takeaways, reaction, the Auburn Tigers get another win. This is happening in Auburn,
0: Alabama. We're a football school, but we're also an everything school.
1: You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. And for some of you, as this is the live edition, maybe your second listen of the day. Recapping this Auburn basketball win with me, uh, as he does every game, Daryl Daprich and Auburn defeats the other Tigers of Texas Southern, 72 to 56. And to me, Daryl, the biggest thing about this, and we've seen this isn't the first time we've seen this from this Auburn basketball squad, starting the second half as strong as they did, to me, that was the difference in this one.
0: It is, and there's a trend with that. It just seems like every game this year, other than maybe Winthrop, they, they got out to a big lead in Winthrop and just extended that in the second yeah. half. But South Florida, George Mason, you know, it got too close. I mean, South Florida, Auburn trailed. So, I, And I think that what you can pinpoint that is, is, is one word, and that's depth, especially when you're playing these lesser opponents. Now, I don't know, you know, if you're playing an SEC team, that's got the same kind of depth that Auburn does or can run nine or ten bodies at you, if you're going to see that kind of separation in the second half. But while Auburn's playing teams that don't have the depth that they do, it's just – it's absolutely, you know, science. In the second half, they're going to extend leads because they're wearing you down with Mm -hmm. how many bodies they can throw
1: at you. Uh, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. I think we saw – some really nice moments from several different players on this team. But you said it, and Joe Champy said it several times throughout the the SEC Network Plus broadcast, Daryl. Texas Southern couldn't handle the 10-man rotation. Oh, and that's without Janiah Broom. We'll talk more about that in a moment. But Mm -hmm. just this this 10-man rotation, and you're going to see them be able to do that to SEC teams this year. Maybe not the top three or four teams, but there's going to be teams in conference play they can't handle Auburn's 10 to 11-man rotation.
0: And the key is it's not just a warm body that you're throwing out there in a 10 or 11-man rotation. So I've seen some teams over the years throw nine or 10-man rotations, and that particular person that comes in just has a role. They just eat seven or eight minutes. They give the starters a rest. They may get a couple rebounds. The rotation that Bruce Pearl throws at you is a rotation of multiple scores. Okay, so it's not just... I'm going to throw a guy out there to eat some minutes to give my starters a rest. It's a guy. It's three dudes that were practically invisible against Winthrop Williams, um, Katie Johnson and Chris Moore. They're your big three tonight with how they score the basketball and the guys Wendell green. Of course, broom didn't play, but two guys that you got so much out of last game didn't contribute and Auburn still gets offensive production. Now, again, as you said, closer than I think it should have been. Sure. There's no excuse to have 20 turnovers against a SWAC team. There's no excuse to only get out rebound a SWAC team by two. And there's no excuse against a one-and-four SWAC team to be only up by two at halftime. Now, that could be because Broom didn't play, and he's a difference maker. We saw that tonight, how valuable he's going to be to this basketball team. But still, three different dudes stepped up during this game and were your leading scores that weren't the last game. And that's what I mean about real depth. You can talk about sure. that, that, that that transparent or that fake depth where you're just throwing bodies out there, but real depth is when you have a rotation and everybody scores. And that's what you're getting right now with Auburn.
1: Yeah, I, I still want to point out, and you mentioned this, uh, a one-in-three team, and, and now they're obviously one-in-four, but Auburn's the third-ranked team, that they've played this year, right? They just got boat raced by Houston earlier this week, and then Texas Tech. To, tr- yeah, Texas, Texas, Tech. Texas Tech. Now they you know, did beat they did
0: beat Arizona State, who just beat a really good Michigan team last. Yeah, by last one point, night. it was a
1: close one. Yeah, yeah but, this but, this is a you know, this is a team that won a championship in their conference. They were a tournament right? team. They were an, yeah, another
0: right? NCAA tournament team. Um, and they've been to the NCAA tournament out of the SWAC two out of the last three years, I believe. So, yeah, I mean, they're a SWAC team, but they're a tournament team. They went to the NCAA tournament. And again, they beat Arizona State, albeit in Houston and Texas sure. Southern own floor, mm-hmm. and then got boat raced by, I think, you know, U- Houston and Texas Tech. So I just, you know, I, I would have, I think what happened was Auburn really was not going to let Winthrop sneak up on them and was prepared to play that game like it was a tournament team. And then tonight, I think they just, to be honest with you, without broom, and they got on the floor, they just looked a little lackadaisical, like they took this for granted a little bit. And then in the second half, they ratcheted it up because Texas Southern did the worst thing you could do. And, you know, they, they made Auburn angry with that trash, <laughs> crap, and dirty play. And so right. they woke them up. They woke them up. And then once you get the intensity, once Auburn plays with that kind of emotion – they're very difficult to beat. And so – Yeah, defensively, um, I, I mean, they're, they're defensively, just going to shut you down. And go into yeah. the basket. They go to the mm-hmm. basket like a demon possessed when that happens. But, again, I still want to see better shooting. And Joe Champion made a good point. He said, don't worry about that. It's early in the season, and there's yeah. no team in the country that's shooting better than 30% right now that's a top 25 team. Now, I don't know. I haven't dug into those stats.
1: Devin but, Cambridge, speaking of Arizona State – well, he went. Tiger. He, shoot like he went 46 right now.
0: He went three for three against my alma mater, the Northern yeah. Arizona Lumberjacks, where I go. where I matriculated, and they're you know they're a, 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 a division one AA school. But anyway, yeah, he, hey, he I, is I, contributing.
1: Yeah, all right. I see. i am seen a few comments asking about where was Jani Broom. So it sounds yeah. like it sounds like I don't know when this happened, but it uh, sounds practice like against Katie Johnson. Yeah, it was knee to knee action. At it, practice, like I and, uh, and Katie Johnson, yeah. In practice, it, it's semi humorous that Katie is fine. I think that's just kind of who Katie Johnson is, but but yeah, uh, I don't think it's serious. It sounds like it was just um blunt impact, and so yeah, uh, he, he should be okay. Listen, it's not related it, to it his ankle, which is which is huge.
0: Don't you agree, Zach? If this was an SEC game, Broome would have played.
1: Probably, yeah. I mean, probably. I think he
0: plays. I think I think he would have played. I think this was a precautionary thing that you should be able to beat Texas Southern without your starting center, especially with what, as you texted to me during the game, what Cardwell did and how he's emerging and had a good night. You know, again, his statistics don't necessarily jump out at you. Uh, he did have six points and only two rebounds, but he was perfect from the field. And he, was, he only played 20 minutes. Some of those minutes went to stretch. He, he
1: played his he played his normal game. He just started. I mean, everything yeah. else is pretty. I mean, if if I told you that Dylan Cardwell came off the bench, played twenty minutes, was scored six points uh, off three of three shooting, uh, you'd be like, oh yeah, okay, cool. That, like that's a normal a little- game.
0: I'd like to see that rebound total a little higher. uh, Yeah, higher than two. two. And just
1: watching it, I I didn't really feel – I felt like he was contributing more on the boards than that. So Mm -hmm. that's a little surprising. But the three blocks certainly helps. They do. And I'm going to tell you, I'm
0: really starting to warm up to and I'm so happy for the way Chris Moore is playing. He was one of those guys that I just felt like, and I don't mean this disrespectfully at all, it's just kind of was an afterthought to me coming into this year. I expected Flanagan and Westry to take all his minutes, and he is an integral part of this team. Yeah. He's hitting threes, he gets rebound, he had seven rebounds, he had 14 points in 22 minutes. His shooting perfect from the free throw line, three of three, uh, three of four from behind the three-point. I mean, just did all. Did everything well, three assists. So the minutes that he is giving Bruce Pearl right now, I consider to be what I would have to think Bruce Pearl considers them bonus minutes because I don't think we could have looked into a crystal ball and seen Chris Moore
1: contributing and playing the way he did. So I love it. I'm happy for him too. I thought Chris Moore was going to transfer after last season. I thought he was gone, especially with Westry coming in. We thought Westry was going to kind of primarily be the three. No, he, he's a starter. He deserves to be a starter. He looks more effective on the offensive side than when Allen's in, and, and I think his minutes are going to stay about mm-hmm. whether how many minutes – he played 22 he minutes He played tonight.
0: 22. I think that he is going to be a guy, you, you nailed it, that's, that's going to start the rest of the year, is going to play anywhere from 18 to 22 minutes, and is going to be – we're going to look at the end of the year and go, wow, are we fortunate that he didn't transfer, and he's an integral part of this team.
1: Yeah, so last year I was talking to a, a somebody on staff and I asked about Chris Moore. Like, hey, we're not seeing as much of him. And he's like, yeah, Chris Moore is still important because, sure, he's going to have his minutes. And last year I think he was playing like six, eight minutes a game. Nothing crazy. But they were like, Chris Moore is the dude where, like, if you're about to go into a fight, you want Chris Moore with you. Chris Moore is the dude who's going to go in and rough up the other team and rough mm-hmm. up the whoever you're kind of squaring off against. And I was like, I thought that'd be Katie. And he's like, yeah, no, Katie's scrappy. He's got the energy. But as far as, like, who do you want, like, fighting with you, you want Chris Moore. I'm like, okay, that's, that's pretty interesting. And I think you're starting to see that a little bit, right? You see it on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. You don't see it as far as him attacking the basket as much. He's more of a shooter than I expected him to be so far. Three or four from three. Are you kidding me? And he hit.
0: He hit he hit a three at the top of the key, and he hit a three mm-hmm. at the you know in between the key and the corner. We've seen him hit corners, threes. So he's he's kind of hit th- hit threes all around the arc. And then the other thing about him, he's a throwback. And what I mean by that is we talked about last week how this new age of college basketball, these freshmen come in and contribute right away. And it's not like it used to be in the '80s and the '90s where you had to kind of you know, pay your dues, and then by the time you were a junior, you really started to get significant minutes and started to play really well. Well, that's what we're seeing with Chris Moore. He's yeah. one of those guys that you looked at that after two years in the program and this being his third, gets it now. It's coming together for him. That's how it used to be. It's not like that anymore. It's, it's instant gratification. It, you know, these kids from these AAU programs and everything, they're expected to play right away. Well, so he's a four-
1: Folks aren't leaving Bruce Pearl's program. No, he's a why.
0: throwback. And they, see, that's the, that's the difference between the, the, the schools that were really successful and were able to sustain the success over a decade or two. is because you look up, and of course they're going to have their one-and-dones, but you're also going to see some core guys, three or four core guys, that started as freshmen and graduate together as seniors. And as, as their collegiate careers progress, their minutes go from 10 – to 15, to 22, mm-hmm. and their points go from three or four to double digits. And Chris Moore and Jalen Williams are both examples of that. Or Donaldson and, and Donaldson will be one, too. And Donaldson will be one, too. And, you know, it's just uh, I think that you you always have to have those guys that stay in the program for a while and start to blossom and progress and get better because it I, they become your glue guys. They become so
1: important. Well, And, and that's people, how you win a championship is you got a yes. time where you have your veterans – and then you also, you know, you get a lottery pick or two to come. And it, it's like, it mixes okay, in with them. great. Yeah. I mean, that's what last year's team missed, right? Like last yeah. year's team missed this year's Jalen Williams, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, they had they had the spark with Jabari and Walker coming in. They, they didn't have that, you know, anything to really ignite. They didn't have anything to help take that next step. So I think that's certainly um, a part of it. Folks in the comments are asking, and keep the comments coming in, guys. Really appreciate it. Ask about like what Broom's impact would have been here. Ben asks. Ben Johnson asks if Broom was in tonight. What do you think the score at half would have been? Twenty of twenty-seven TSU points were in the paint. I, just watching it, Daryl. To me, it didn't really seem like it was. Um, it was all on Dylan. I think there were other guys. Like I think guys were just kind of getting lost in the paint. Mm-hmm. Would you and I have helped with that? Sure. I certainly don't yeah. think there, there would have been an issue. He's but the eraser think- of
0: mistakes. When you get lost on defense, he's there to bail you out. So yeah, Ben makes yeah. a great point I, ben, because that Nicholas dude had 10 rebounds at halftime. Okay, And I'm here to tell you, I may not know much, but I can almost codlock guarantee that Joker ain't getting 10 rebounds at halftime if Jani Broome's in the game.
1: That's a good point. And they're
0: not getting twenty of twenty-seven in the paint if Janai Broom's in the game. So great, great observation, Ben. Mm-hmm. I think that game's maybe seven or eight at halftime because of the it's a it's not it's a plus-minus thing. It's why we like this stat so much. Broom's going to give you some offense that you didn't get when Stretch was in the game when he ate some minutes up. Broom's going to give you some offense, and he's also going to erase some points for you defensively. So you start to net that out, and it's maybe a plus seven, plus eight. And that's where Auburn maybe would have been up 8-10 to 10 at halftime.
1: Yeah, All right. I'm seeing a few questions about Chance Westry. I want to get to Chance Westry in a second. But first, I want to talk about Katie Johnson. 16 points, led the Auburn Tigers, 4 of 8 from the floor, 2 of 5 from 3. And look, we were texting about this throughout the game, Daryl. Katie Johnson, We everybody knows this. Every Auburn basketball fan, every person that likes watching Katie Johnson play basketball, we all know this. It's fun for guards to be shooters. That is not who Katie Johnson is, despite him being better from three tonight. But Katie Johnson, you look at it, it's like, well, okay, with well, the stats you just read, five of his eight field goals were from beyond the arc. What, what are you talking about? Well, he was six of seven from the charity stripe. He got to the free throw line many times, and those are when he attacked the basket, and those attempts don't show up in the stat, his impact on offense. We all know what he can do defensively. He's a great defender. That's not up for debate. But his role in the offense and just what the what the offense looks like when he's attacking the basket. It's just night and day, Daryl.
0: It really is, and when he finishes like that around the rim, he's so hard to stop because he has that really, really explosive first step. And then I, I feel like Auburn, the rest of the team feeds off that because you've got you've got an opportunity in that scenario to get a lot of n ones because people rotate late over, and he's already at the basket. So there, there was an interesting stat that was thrown out during the broadcast that I think epitomizes what Katie Johnson's game needs to be, and as far as adjustments. At one point during the game, Auburn was one of eight from the three-point line, and five of seven everywhere else. So if you're if you're a, a a seasoned, mature basketball player and you know that, or you're your coaching staff, and during your timeout, you're like, guys, you know, attack the basket more. we're, we're shooting it at seventy percent attacking the basket. You know, go away from the three right now. And I get it. That Bruce Pearl, that's his offense. He's never going to go away. From that, I just would love to see in game adjustments from a team standpoint and an individual standpoint. Someone like KD that says, you know what, I'm not hitting threes real well, but I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, go to the basket instead. I'm going to go ahead and still score the basketball because the threes aren't falling, but my goodness, around the rim is. And they're giving that to us. And we just need to take that. That's what needs to happen from a standpoint, I think, overall. And from an individual player standpoint, so KD Johnson can can kind of lead that charge. He can he can make that happen if he goes ahead and just leads by example and keeps taking the basketball to the rim.
1: Yeah. Uh, sorry, dude, I couldn't hear what you just said. Just that I, my internet went out for a second, but that's no, okay. You, we were just I was just talking about the, the
0: overall. Yeah, KD and the whole okay. whole team feeding off that. If the threes aren't falling, change strategically
1: and go to the basket. Right. Okay, like we promised, we got to talk about Chance Westry. Everybody, every Auburn basketball fan's favorite player to talk about right now. And I, Russell, was it you in the comments? Somebody asked it if Westry should be more aggressive. And so my question is, naturally, I, I think my gut is, yes, Daryl, and, and you may agree. But my question is, okay, he played 17 minutes, and and he shot the ball five times. I don't know what more... You want him like? Do you want him shooting at a higher clip than that? That's him touching it like every other time he touches the basketball, right?
0: Yeah, one of those shots too, little deceiving shot clock running down and he had to throw it up from the logo. That, that, that's a good point. So that was, you know, he'd be two of four. Um, I think this, I, I think that um, it's hard to get inside the head of an 18, 19-year-old athlete and understand how everybody reacts to injuries differently. I do know that the kid played really, really well in Israel and the knee injury and the, and the knee surgery came out of nowhere. Sure, And I also think that the knee surgery, I think he was out a little bit longer than maybe a lot of us would have anticipated. So maybe he's just trying to feel his way and he's a little tentative right now until he gets three, four, five games under his belt and he trusts the knee. I'm telling you, psychologically, we just don't, everybody reacts to things differently and they respond yeah. to things differently. I'm not saying it even bothers them. But there's that tentativeness of, okay, you know, and and it'll come. And I still think basketball shape as well. I think that uh, you saw that on the missed dunk. That was another one of his field goal attempts. He missed a – just didn't get high enough on a dunk on the baseline. So, you know, if that goes and he doesn't have to shoot a a shot from the logo, then it's a whole different deal. So I think I predicted on the last podcast against Winthrop that two weeks from last Tuesday – is when we'll see the real chance West and I think he'll be back from a conditioning and basketball shape uh, type of type of situation. And and I'm and I'm holding myself to that.
1: Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, this kid is playing. I mean, it was his second ever college basketball game. It's gonna it's gonna take time. And, and there were some folks that think, okay, maybe he's a lottery pick, but like, I, I don't think so. I think this is a two year player, and then and then he goes. I hope I'm I hope I'm proving. Wrong. All right, let's talk about Wendell Green. Um, shot the ball less than he typically does. Daryl scored just four points on the night. Didn't get to the free throw line, which is a, a bit unusual. Still got his rebounds. Still got his assists. Um, but he, I mean, he had five turnovers. This wasn't a good game for Wendell. His plus minus was still okay, but any any cause for concern or was it just hey, this is kind of this is just kind of you know what college basketball is. Not really.
0: I think as long as you have somebody else in the backcourt that can pick up the slack, and again, it could be this team. Wendell Green will score more than he doesn't when this year's out. But if you look at what Katie Johnson did, mm-hmm. scoring sixteen, and then Zap 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 Zep, Jasper gets eight. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I with seventeen minutes, I like that eight points. So, you know, from a from a guard standpoint, you got probably four more than Zepp has been averaging and what six more than kd has been averaging. So it picked up, you know, that, that whole situation, they pick each other up I, as long as everybody doesn't go cold. And here's where chance Westry as the season goes on, will even be more important. Let's say Wendell green does struggle. And let's say Zepp isn't hitting his shots and he doesn't have eight to 10. Well okay. then chance Westry, if he gets into double digits, he picks up the slack. That's the beauty of, of having four in the backcourt and just rotating him in and out and being able to, to – you know, with Katie and then Trey coming in off the bench to right. provide a spark. I mean, I'm trying to look at his minutes. He had 12 minutes. I, that's good for him. I think 10 to 12 for Trey Donaldson his freshman year to get baptized into SEC basketball, I oh like for, that a lot. Oh for 3. Uh, that's, then I think that's not going to be a normal he's thing got, for him. And he's got to hit the – because they're going to start sagging on him. You saw it tonight. They're, they're not going to respect – the outside shot because we already know he can dribble, drive, penetration. Mm-hmm. He's a beast inside. He's athletic. He's physical. They'll start sagging on him and forcing him, daring him to make perimeter shots. And he's going to have to if he wants to be the point guard he wants to become.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, he hasn't really shown the world, <clears throat> excuse me, what his offensive game is yet. So that'll be interesting to see that develop. Steven says Daryl's such a pro. Internet goes out. and He knows what to do. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Garrett saying, "I'm good with Wendell getting the the bad game out of his system tonight." Yep, nothing wrong with that. Uh, ben saying, "Worst thing I saw from Green tonight was that three point throw up from half court." And I mean, we, we talked about it before, right? Logo win, and that was a, it worked against Winthrop. You know, I'm with you. I'm not a fan of those shots. I wasn't a fan when when Jared Harper did it, but Bruce Pearl's clearly okay with it, or you would have put a put a stop to it. So. I'm curious to see what that looks like moving forward. But shot selection's always been a thing for me when you it talk is. about Wendell. But like every now and then, like what happened against Winthrop, it works. And it's like, okay, that's, that's why you let him do it. I
0: remember getting so frustrated watching Samir Dowdy and some of the shots that he took with shot selection. And I would go, why in the crap isn't Bruce Pearl pulling him off the floor and making him take better – and he, it's just – that's not his. It's not the way he does it. It's not no, the way he I, runs I waited his team. For that
1: for forever with Harper, and then it's yeah. like, oh, he led us to a final four run. Okay, that's fine. Yeah,
0: Bruce will stay with those guys, and he'll let them have the creativity to do what they want to do. And you know, at the end of the day, it's a great recruiting technique because you can show film and, and got kids know kids talk on the AAU circuit. Yeah, and they they're they're, they're going to say you've got the freedom in a Bruce Pearl offense to make mistakes. And keep shooting it because he'll let you.
1: And right. so you're not looking over your shoulder. Well, I talked to Zeb Jasper about that on, on Friday's show, this morning's show, Darrell. I don't know if you were able to listen to it. I, but I, I, asked, I was. I asked well, him about that. First and,
0: First, first listen I have every morning, man. Why oh, would I not listen to it? I did that even I, before I, I was a part of
1: this, right? Uh, I love it. No, thank you so much. Thank mm-hmm.
0: you so much. Yeah.
1: But yeah, they yeah, talked about that, right? I was like, what's it like being a guard playing in the system? And of course he loves it. Of course he loves it. Why wouldn't you know? Why wouldn't you love knowing that you have the green light at all times from your head coach? And that's why I think we, you know,
0: Auburn just signed the Holloway kid, who's a great player. A very, I mean, he's every bit as good of a player in high school as Westry was. And uh, he, he's a good shooter. He'll have the green lights. Why a kid like that signs. Yeah. A couple of the kids that came in on recruiting visits that are guards in the 24 class. So I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think that at the end of the day, people, kids talk, kids know, and that's yeah. Bruce's reputation. That's why he's able to get good guards.
1: Garrett says, Daryl, don't talk about headband Samir like that. He
0: drove me crazy. I love, by the time he left, but you know, and that's what was so unfortunate. When COVID shut that year down, Yeah, he was playing his best basketball. The whole Ag- team was. Against Tennessee was. in Knoxville, that last game when Auburn uh. boat raced them by 20, on the road, getting ready to go into the SEC tournament, he was playing out of his mind, defensively, offensively. They were clicking. And, uh, yeah, it's just unfortunate. But he it took me a while to warm up to him and to kind of just kind of trust him, you know, yeah. on the floor. Uh, and, you know, and at the end of the day, he became one of my favorite players to watch. He was really with Okoro. He was really McCormick. That team was coming together. They were really coming together
1: no I, I I loved Samir. I wanted Samir of uh, Samir of him at Auburn, but it didn't happen.
0: you you're really punny tonight. Let me tell you you came on and talked about something about Auburn showed us more. I thought that was a reference to Chris Moore sure right and then and then you have two guys hit knee on knee in their bones and you said that was humorous so I thought of the, the, the bone, right And so I'm like I don't think that I said it? that. I don't you think did. I said that. Second you one. said humorous. You did. You said that's oh, humorous, I did, dude. Oh, I yes. didn't even think about. Yes, that. you said that's humorous, and I thought Zach is on a roll. He's the dad so jokes funny, are just to...
1: embedded inside. Well,
0: now that you, yeah, you're going to be a two-time that's champion. Right. Double, yeah.
1: double dad action. Yeah. Hey, Clay is booging, and I love it. Auburn will be oh, the yeah. best team in the country at some point this year. Let's go, Clay. Hopefully this it's tournament time and not midseason like last year. This I'm is our think. man
0: Clay that we sat with Zach at the game. Oh yeah, yeah, big Clay. Good, good, What's good up, Clay. Deal.
1: Thanks for hanging out with us on a Friday evening. I yeah,
0: um, I agree. I think Clay knows his basketball. Has been an Auburn basketball fan for a long time, and that's what you hope he has great for. Great tickets, by the way. He really does. He really does. That's what you hope for with a Bruce Pearl coach team is that they start to play their best basketball. At you know, because I remember even the Final Four team. Until they won that game at Georgia, when Schuma hit that big three, they were struggling. They would win two, lose one. You know, they just were not. They were not getting on any kind of rhythm, any kind. And then they did. They caught fire. So I, his teams have a tendency to do that. And look, when you're playing ten or eleven, isn't that the the, the absolute? I guess motive when you're playing ten or eleven that it's going to take a little while for ten or eleven to gel, and then once they yeah. do, it's going to be
1: dangerous. Yeah. All right, Jesse says. Uh, wants to see the team shoot fewer threes than last year. I know that's not Pearl's offense. But then, Jesse, you say this, but they're sub-20% three out of four games, starting to be a trend. They were the first game. I don't think they've been below 20% since that first game. They definitely weren't against Winthrop. And then tonight from three, third they were 33%. Um, they were
0: 40%, 39.5% against Winthrop. Yeah, and then I, I think like, in the I second like game Man they were like twenty.
1: That. Yeah, I think they are like twenty-three percent in the second game, which is they were great. horrible. I'm, I'm not defending yeah. that, but the last two games it has been better. Um, probably against worse opponents. I actually think Winthrop's are going to end up being. Ha- I think Winthrop's going to have a good year. Um, and it's impossible to know about this Texas Southern team because they've only played like ranked teams, and they're not going to. That's all they do. That. That, that that's what
0: the SWAC does. You know, they play those money games. And they don't real. You'll awesome. see a team. You'll see they're a good. team get to the tournament. And they were like two and ten before they got into conference play. Um, I've said it. I said it, and it kind of you kind of went whoa. You know, you you were you were taken gasp by it when I said if Auburn shoots thirty five percent from three point land, they'll win twenty eight games. And I'm sticking yeah. to that. That's you, you, uh, that's all they post-season. need to do. You count yeah. The yeah. SEC tournament, I'm, I'm counted, NCAA tournament. No, just SEC tournament. Just SEC tournament. I think they win 26 in the regular season, and I think they win a couple in the SEC tournament if they shoot 35% or better from three-point line.
1: Um, Go ahead and write it down. You well, can do. It. No, I, I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'm cool with that. I, I'm, I'm just thinking I'm more okay with that now than I was a week ago when you said mm-hmm. it because I've been not as impressed with, with some of the teams – they were kind of projected to be in the same spot as, as Auburn. Um, like you think about Tennessee losing to Colorado, which Colorado just boat raced they Texas put up A&M. against AM.
0: They did. They looked really good in the Pac 12. That was surprising to me. Uh, te- but think texted, about this. Uh,
1: I texted our locked on college basketball host. And if, if you're into college basketball national show, we just launched it uh, the locked on podcast network, locked on college basketball. But I texted those guys. I'm like, y'all got to do a segment. Arguing for does Colorado have the best resume in college basketball? Because I because I think you can make it right now with two ranked ones.
0: Well, Texas A&M though they lost to Murray State lat two nights ago, so they had as of active. right now
1: though when they beat them, yeah, they were, were twenty four.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing, um, you know, w- Auburn can go four of 11, 3 of ten, and say okay, three point three point shot isn't working. Right. Let's attack the rim and shoot twenty free throws. And be fifty percent from the field and get a lot of bunnies
1: and so, win a lot of games, and that's still only shooting thirty to thirty-five percent from the from the three-point line. I I I I agree with you. I agree with you. My question is, and we saw this last year, and we said the same thing, and we never did it. That's my only resisted. because we shot
0: twenty to 25 threes a freaking game. If you're shooting 35% isn't that you're, we
1: are though, like isn't that what a Bruce Pearl offense is? It's
0: not what we have to be. You could be that I'm with and, you, man. And you can still just balance. I'm just saying a little bit of a happy medium, you know, shoot mm-hmm. it 15 to 20 times. And if you've only made if you know, let's say you, let's say at the end of the first half you're two of ten, then you go, well, I, we'll still shoot some in the second half, but let's let's work on getting it to the rim, go to the free throw line a little bit more. And see what happens to us in the second half if we can extend a lead or whatever we need to do. I think that's the difference. If you're shooting 30 percent and you're chucking 25 threes up, that's 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 going to get you beat. If yeah. if you can if you can get that under 16, 15, that threshold, and get your points elsewhere, free throw line, inside the inside the paint, that kind mm-hmm. of thing, mid range jumpers, you'll win a lot of games. Scoring the basketball, is scoring the basketball, and I, I think that's what we were getting back to that point where. Auburn's other players can feed off KD if he buys in to that approach.
1: Yeah. Noah points out that um, Texas Southern has not tweeted out the final score yet. So Auburn fans, has not they have not been able to meme-bomb them. I'm sure they're like – They're very t- – they are notorious slow on their social media anyway. They may be short-staffed. I mean, they're a smaller program. That's a yeah. I, yeah, they, That's just – the Locked On HBCU host and the Locked On Longhorns host, both Texas Southern grads. We were texting earlier today. So wow. Cool. And I told them, I'm like, look, I don't think, um, I think giving y'all 24 points in Vegas, courtesy of our friends bet online. If I was putting money on that, I would have put money on Texas Southern plus 24. And I would have won.
0: So. yeah, I didn't think that I thought that was high. I thought it was gonna be 18. 24 to 20. points.
1: That's a lot.
0: I've seen this team a lot during the years of my affiliation with Alabama State. Johnny Jones coached at LSU sure. for five years, so he's not a scrub. They they play physical, they've got a little bit of a reputation. I'll just leave it at that. They play hard and listen, they get a lot of D1 transfers. The kid that uh Walker is a, played at Texas AM and they have two or three mm-hmm. other guys that played, you know, major college basketball that that, that got they get transfers they had three or four on the court that were d1 guys so you know that that obviously makes a difference and uh they've, this that's a that team basically looked like the same team last year they were pretty they're pretty veteran laden team
1: yeah i mean they, they've got a solid chance to win the swag again so may, maybe this maybe this turns into um a quality win and a win against a tournament team when you're looking at you know is auburn gonna be a five or a six seed maybe we'll see um oh. Uh, 4G just went up 4G AU asked, what do you guys think Westry ceiling? This is Garrett. A few comments later said Westry ceiling is a lottery pick. I think by the definition of ceiling, I agree. Now, is that likely? I don't know. I don't think it is this year. And Anthony says, Westry needs to stay one more year. He's not ready yet. And it's like, it's so early. We've seen him play two games. I don't think just right now, as we talk about this on our live show, Daryl, on November eighteenth, twenty twenty-two. I don't think he'll be ready by the end of the year. I don't think he'll be like a, a first-round pick if he were to leave after the season. But the answer to the question, "What's his ceiling?" I think it is a lottery pick.
0: Yeah, I uh, I want to see a little more. I think I think I think just it's hard to project that, but I think his ceiling is definitely. Potentially a first-round pick, and I would think that that would be next year. I do think he needs to stay two years. Now, my my opinion could completely change with a lot of leaps that players make from their freshman to their sophomore year. Uh, Right now, again, we got to see him basketball in basketball shape. Yeah, what he can do in basketball shape, and it's going to be hard, Zach, to determine somebody's ceiling and see what they could become as far as a lottery pick because of the amount of minutes you have to share. Mm -hmm. This reminds me so much. Again, and this may sound blasphemous. I'm talking about from a minute standpoint, not a sharing of the basketball and scoring standpoint. The Dean Smith, North Carolina teams of the 80s, Dean Smith would tell people, if you want to come here and average 20 points a game, it ain't happening. Mm -hmm. We've got too many studs, too many guys to share minutes and share points. And Michael Jordan bought into that, and that's why Michael Jordan wasn't, you know, scoring 30 points a game like Len Bias was. So that's that's that team basketball. We've got a lot of guys that share a lot of minutes and a lot of different uh, – share the basketball and score. That, you know, it, it's somebody different every night. So Westry, to me, to be a yeah. lottery pick, would have to be like Jabari was last year. The dude averaging, you know, the guy, the high score every game. And I don't see anybody doing that this year. I just think it's going to be – Somebody yeah. different every night.
1: Yeah. Or at least show traits, right? Like show traits of, you know, just being able to. You're, that's a great point. Over people, yeah. um, NBA drafts on potential a lot of times. Yeah, not, they love traits. They love, they love potential. potential. More than production.
0: Yes, more than production. So, so that, well, that's true. Really they can look maybe. at that and say, hey, this guy projects as a guy in a year or two that's going to be a, a great contributor. So you're right. It's not all about stats like it used to be.
1: Daryl, with your familiarity with the swag, do you know the answer to the question? AJ's asking, is this Jordan guy anything, or did he just have the game of his life? Then he's he a mentioned. good player. He's okay. a good player. Yeah, he's
0: not. That yeah, wasn't fluky. Senior. Okay.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, that
0: wasn't fluky. He was, he's been a contributor
1: for a few years now. Yep. Yep. All right, and, and most people are agreeing with what you're saying um, about Chance Westry. So any other players tonight that you don't think that we've – I mean, we haven't talked about Jalen Williams that much. I mean, it's just kind of the patented, you know. We said like, it. We quietly. said
0: we're going to quietly. He's going to. We're going. We're going to do the next broadcast. We're going to talk about what Jalen Williams had fourteen and seven, and that's exactly what he had. So, you know, and he had an opportunity, I think, to have probably at least two more baskets and get in the eighteen range. Really good overall game by him, Chris Moore. I was disappointed with Horse game tonight. I, I, I was. I wanted to see more from him. I he, he was invisible. About him. Yeah, he was invisible, and I disappeared.
1: Has and he had a so, moment yet this year? And once again, it's young, young season. We're four games in. Mm-hmm. But ha- has he had a stretch yet where you've been like, there he is? I don't yeah, think the he exhibition, g- the exhibition game that you
0: and I went to, he looked great. And I was like, oh, yeah, I see where all the hype's coming from. He hit a couple threes. He had like 12 or 14 points. And I thought, okay, and yet. That was an exhibition game, a, exhibition against Alabama Huntsville. Yeah. In, the, in the other three regular games, four regular games, he just hasn't stepped up yet. So, look, it, we can talk all we want about the Westry ceiling. is um, a kid that is a freshman. I
1: think has a higher ceiling than Westry. Mm-hmm. But so far with what we've seen, and, and what were his numbers tonight? Let's see. He had five points. He had no points. No points, okay. No yeah, see that's twelve minutes.
0: That, that, that's first of all, I would have expected more minutes from him, but again, it. I oh, know he had, four, he
1: had four foul; he was in foul trouble.
0: And the NBA drafts on potential, but it would be would it be such a bad thing if he didn't show out either, and he came back next year? Oh my! Gosh. I mean, my goodness! I mean, think about that Back Can you imagine? Can you imagine Aiden? And, and him,
1: I know chance, and another Trey year with, with and Trey um, Donaldson. Adore. And Trey well, Donaldson. Well, you're, you're still gonna have Wendell next year. Exactly. You'll still have Wendell and KD next year, too.
0: Yeah. The only guard you're
1: losing is Zepp after this season.
0: And Broom can come back next year. He's a junior, I believe. Are you sure? Look, I don't think he's a senior. I think he's a junior. That's interesting. We need to check that before we go off there because I like being I like being accurate. But I thought he was a junior because of the COVID year.
1: Well, you actually got fact checked a second ago. Um with what? Some, somebody said that jordan had a 30.1 points per game average
0: well yeah i mean i said he was and that that goes in line with what i said it was no fluke right i think you're talking about michael jordan uh, you talking about the unc thing oh michael jordan scored 30 a game in north carolina no way no uh, way
1: here it is four gau jordan career points per game not in north carolina Somebody, will, somebody fact check that for us. We'll, we'll check. Yeah, mm-hmm. someone fact check that because we I have don't to think, be correct here. Unlocked. Yes, Lockdown. we do. We want
0: to look at Jani J- 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 Broom, and we want to look at. I mean, I could Google that real quick. That's not good. uh Live broadcast thing, but I don't think Jordan averaged in his career thirty a game. I, I don't. I and mean, he? He came. He played three years. He came out his junior year, right? I think he I, did. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think there is no way that he I don't think he did. I mean, I and if, and if I'm wrong, I will say I am wrong. 17.7 points a game over his three year career. Just Googled savage. it. Just You're Googled it. Seven during his three seasons with the Tar Heels, he averaged seventeen point seven points a game on fifty four percent shooting and five rebounds. Dude, so so we were both wrong on Jennai. He is
1: technically a sophomore. He is a sophomore.
0: Well, yeah. So he I thought he was a junior, but then with the COVID year, he goes back to a sophomore. And Jesse
1: just points it out. Broom played two years at Warhead State, but one of those doesn't count because it was during the 2020 season. So so that that's That's awesome, dude.
0: That's I'm telling you what. Sweet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So this this
0: Jordan may uh, have averaged, and and I think our man may be confused. Jordan might have averaged 30 in in the NBA. I I would think over his career, he did. That almost seems low. Yeah, but seven.
1: I I knew he didn't even average twenty in college, and that's because of Dean Smith. Thirty point one is total career. Thank you for, AG or for GAU. Appreciate yeah. that. appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, J- Jalen Williams. His last two games were questionable. It's like, what's going on? And so I'm glad he was able to figure it out. Um, figure it out tonight.
0: Two kids that I'm so happy for as an yeah. Auburn supporter is Chris Moore and Jalen Williams. And and I mean, I just you know. I, I thought that was. I thought there was a, a at, at a time last year, after the season ended, there was a little bit of a fear that I had that both were going to enter the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. And because Jalen Williams went from being a starter two years ago to a quality reserve last year, because of Kessler and Jabari Smith both coming in and playing post positions, that's rare that a guy loses his starting position and then comes back. It doesn't pout. And doesn't leave. That that speaks volumes about the kid and his character. And I think it's gonna be a big payoff for him at the end.
1: Did you see what uh Chris Moore's stats from three, what he's shooting from three this year on the season now? No, I did not. Sixty percent.
0: See, and I mean, I don't know how often he's shot he's shooting it, but I that's an example of analytics looking at that and saying, Simo, shoot the ball a little more, kid you're hitting it, you're feeling it, go ahead. Green light, shoot it more. Shoot If you want to sh- take a couple more threes each game, do it. And that's where analytics comes in. And you can look at that, break it down, and see what he's shooting and say, hey, yeah. you've like got room to 10, shoot more. I, I mean, six of ten. I mean, I, you know, yeah, I, I'd yes. like
1: to
0: I, imagine if he was 12
1: of 20. It'd be, it'd be stupid. S- separation, right? You, you kill everyone that we've played if that happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and really, there hasn't been. The South Florida
0: game was the closest game. And that was, you know, th- this game tonight felt close. But at, at halftime, I just never felt like it was in danger. I just was expecting it to get to 20 to 25. It, well, it Darryl, did get to I was, 20. I,
1: yeah. Well, there, there, there was about. Well three minutes left and it's like oh is all going to cover and it's like they didn't yeah
0: didn't they get to 22 was that the highest their biggest league yeah i think so and
1: then and then i think they had a three-point play or something yeah in the lane that that goofy dude yeah that's exactly what it was yeah yeah yeah. but um i was just at halftime i was so confident that we were going to blow them out in the next eight minutes Mm -hmm. i don't know why and then obviously it happened but I was just so confident that was going to happen. Not that we were going to wear them down over the second half. I just knew the, we were going to win the first eight minutes of the second half. I just knew it.
0: Yeah, I, I, that's been this this team's uh, – th- their whole uh, DNA, right? I mean, they've just done that a lot. And even last year in some games – I can remember the Ole Miss game at Ole Miss when all like, okay, they're going to have their first SEC loss. They were down eight. They weren't yeah. shooting the basketball well. They came out in the second half and absolutely – you know, blow Ole Miss out. And it's just, that's been this the stamp. That's been the DNA and the trademark of this team as they really play well in the second half. And, and they were doing that even when their depth wasn't insane like it is now. So, um, look, they played, what, 10 or 11 tonight without Broom? So what's that going to look like when Broom comes back as far as the amount of players that they're able to run at you? Yeah, I mean, it's at 11. It'll be a theme that, a reoccurring theme throughout the whole year. And I don't think – now, I know that a lot of coaches start to shorten their bench once conference play starts. I just don't think this team's going to do that. I think you're still going to see nine, ten guys. Donaldson may get less minutes. They're still going to um, play. But he's still going to play. Yeah. So, I think you're going to see um, this continue to be the way this team plays. And uh, this this will be uh, their they're, uh, they're, they're strategy. Their strategy going into to, to conference play, and when they go over and play in that tournament too, mm-hmm. uh, we'll yes. see when they start to play at Washington at USC. Uh, Washington, a team that got beat by Cal Baptist. Yeah, USC doesn't look very good either. They lost no, okay. to like Ken but, Palm, but, like three hundredth or something. But like dude, that. Cal Baptist. I yeah, think I'm they're NA, they're not an NAIA school, but they used to be. Someone can fact check me on that. But that yeah. that's that's terrible to lose to. I mean, that's just. Mm-mm. yeah so, two,
1: two, two more comments Daryl. then we'll uh, we'll put a bow on this and if, if sure. you're watching live right now um or, or later please subscribe to the channel on youtube or if you're uh, listening on itunes or spotify leave us a review it means a ton russell uh saying unstoppable lineup westry at the one katie at the two treyor at the three jalen at the four broom at the five have we seen treyor at the three? Yes. I don't know if we have seen that. Mm-hmm. We have. It hasn't been much then.
0: It has not. It's been it's been it, Flanagan nor Chris Moore were in the game and he was playing alongside Broom and maybe he wasn't at the three. Maybe he was at the four then in that scenario. Yeah. I don't it's hard it to tell. It's hard to tell with the sets that Bruce Crow right. runs sometimes, but I think that that lineup I'll be unstoppable. And I think at some point I I, I still like Wendell Green on the floor and his maturation, the way he's played this year. I think he's your he's, – he's the guy that makes the car go. He's the engine that makes the car go. Yeah. I, I just – I think when he's going, that team is really, really tough to beat when he's average, when he's scoring 14, 16 a game. Yep. Uh,
1: and then last question, just because I think this is fun. We'll zoom out just a bit. Garrett asked, who's the best team in the SEC right now? A lot of teams trying to figure it out. and know it's really early. Uh, I still think it's Kentucky. I, I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not turned off by what you know. Their double overtime loss to Michigan State. I mean, they certainly looked like the better team, and then their best player fouled out. Now, granted, their best Oscar Sheebway he's allowed to foul 15 times, and they only call five. Like that's so true. He could have
0: fouled. He could have fouled out last year for this year's game. The, the thing about the thing about the SEC, I still want to see Arkansas uh, play. You know, I, I they, yeah. they scare me. I, I just think about Arkansas and muscle men and the mm. players he's getting and that style. I, I wonder if maybe they are right now. And so, uh, you know, I, don't, I think they're undefeated. I know they, they struggled with one lesser team, but I think that they're a team with the bodies and the style that they play. See, they remind me a lot of Auburn with their energy and their coaching enthusiasm and how they come at you and run at you and all that. And he's building depth there. Yeah. Uh, don't like him. As a coach, don't like him, but I mean, you know, it is what I'm it is. My second get,
1: least favorite basketball coach behind Cal. Probably hate Cal the most. I uh Cal's third I, for me. Mine's I muscle just men. like Muscleman more than Cal. Now, uh,
0: Muscleman and Nate Oates are ahead of Cal for me. I'm just telling you. I mean, I'm just
1: being yeah, honest. No, I mean, Nate Oates isn't you know, exactly like th-
0: these Oates locked on Auburn listeners don't want me to sugarcoat it. I got to speak truth, right? No, and they're
1: not going to fact check you on that because they probably no. That's that that's an opinion. That's a feeling right here. <laughs> uh, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, please like. This the has video been fun, man. We YouTube went. Well. We went.
0: We gave them their money's worth tonight.
1: Right? Yeah, we I mean, it was so smooth. I forgot to read ads, so I got an ad free show. <laughs> uh, Daryl, how can people check out everything you got going on, buddy?
0: Well, uh, you can follow me as long as Twitter stays alive and it <laughs> doesn't go down <laughs> at DAP sixty four ten, and then on Monday mornings. Uh, with good, good, you know, W A N I, our good friend Ben Taylor. Yep,
1: Auburn Opelika and, this
0: morning. Yep. Oh, but yeah, I'm going to say that right this time. Auburn Opelika this morning, not good morning, Auburn Opelika. I just say that to everybody when I come on the air. I say good morning, <laughs> Auburn Opelika. But uh, I, with Ben Taylor, about 7.10 to 7.30. And then tomorrow night, we got a little special something something for our listeners and viewers for the post
1: game, don't we? we do yeah they'll get that <laughs> Sunday morning that's right
0: yeah so we're recording that tomorrow night and they'll see it Sunday morning it'll be a little it's just a little teaser a little spoiler a little yeah, a little, something, a little, a little good, different
1: something a little different
0: that's right yeah, that's right something a little different you yep.
1: can read all of my written work at AuburnDaily.com and we'll be back Sunday morning like Daryl said this has been Locked On Auburn Hey Prime members you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music